What the hell just happened? Too loud. What okay, happened? thank you. It was too loud. Just too damn loud. And begin. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Steve Lucky Luciano, and I'm your certified, qualified West Side host for the show. Yeah. And today we are coming at you from the Pico Youth and Family Center in Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, my partner, my co-host, is Chumahan Bowen. American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here with some fucking shit that might make old blue eyes shit bust, his pants, bust a load in his fucking jockeys, in his fucking diapers. Come on, blue eyes, tell me who this huh. is. Huh. Oh, blue eyes, did you wear diapers today? Yeah. Oh yeah, depends. My name is Blue Eyes. I got. On sound, our sound engineer, old Depends wearing blue eyes. Yeah. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the Hard Love go, go. Show. Oh, blue eyes, chalky thighs. Extraordinaire, Mr. Schwartz. Yeah. What's up, boys? What's up, boys? What's up, boys? What's up, boys? What's up? What's up well, boys? ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yeah. wait a second. Why? Hey, how come I can't hear what the fuck my shit is doing? Yeah, your shit is fucking up. There, that's your that's your theme song, Schwartz. Theme song. All right. <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. My name is Schwartz. Hey, what's up, boys? Fucking Simon. <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, look at, look at, look at, look at him. Look at him, dude. He looks pissed off right now. Yeah, why are you so he pissed? Looks you know yeah, what? I got, are you so mad right fucking now? Fucking mad, dude. Why? No, I'm not mad. Okay, I'm gonna calm you out. Why do you? Why are you looking over now? Right here, now? here. You're like, you're like. No, no, no. I'm not. Swear to God, I'm good to go. Listen. Okay. Quit being pissed, Schwartz. Don't yeah, listen. Unclench mad, your fist bro. for it. Wait, hey, wait, wait. Raise let's your just hands. unclench your fist. Yeah, let's. Can unclench we see? Your fist. Let's breathe. Man, your pockets look full of something, bro. Come on. Yeah. What do you got? Let's go. Listen, listen to this and just relax. <laughs> just breathe, relax the butt off. Is this fucking Hill Street Blues? <laughs> Taxi. Taxi. Come on, Schwartz. Not that bad, dude. Just because Megan has your balls in a jar on her shelf. Showrunner expert, you're the best we know. You'll talk to anybody. You're a great producer. My name and you like to use the juicer. And I have weed in my pocket. Pocket jars with cork tops keeping it fresh. And glass pipes and bongs. And one hit wonders. Super yogurt. And I'm wearing a bra right now. I've taken two yamakas and put it on my breasts and tied it up with a hand. Fucking beautiful. So, hey, dude, you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out here. Mm-hmm. So, 
Last night, I was sitting there, and for whatever reason, I am obsessed with that Taxi theme song. I'm, like, weirdly obsessed, right? Like, I listen to it, right? So last night, I'm reading, and I'm like, baby's down, wife's watching her fucking weird show, whatever Uh she watches, Uh and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on this Taxi, okay? I'm going to put on this motherfucking Taxi. What is that? I got some time. I can listen to Taxi. (laughs) So listen, I put it on, right, and I'm listening to it, and I'm thinking to myself about the keyboards, and I'm like, you know what's interesting about this song, man? It's just like the keyboards are so weird. So then I look up Taxi, right, and it's called Angela is the name of the song, and it's written by a guy named Bob James. And I think to myself, after 40 fucking years... Why don't I just educate my dumb ass on who Bob James is? So I read about Bob James. Next thing you know, it turns out that this guy is a virtuoso. Uh And he's written, and he's actually one of the guys that's created hip-hop. He, his samples... Led to, and then there's a couple of different songs that he's done. That hip hop was around before Taxi, though. No, it wasn't, my friend. And the samples that they're using, the samples that they're using is from this white guy named Bob James. So if you play some of his songs, you'll see he's noted. And he was discovered by Quincy Jones. And that this dude is more integrated into society than anyone thinks. The only thing you know about kind of is the taxi thing. But if you hear some of his other songs, you'll be like, oh, I know that hi-hat. Oh, I know that fucking lick. So the taxi guy that wrote the tax song is the one responsible for creating hip-hop. Uh, he's a contributor, for sure. And, and okay. Eric B. Rakim sampled his music. What year was this that he wrote? Something for taxi. Listen to that, Sean. Taxi what year came was out in '78. Yeah, '78. Okay, so hip hop was definitely hip hop was definitely chugging into mainstream, right? right. And was already cracking off and also has a lot of roots in the jazz and the R&B. And he's so. a jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sure. a jazz. And he's so, a jazz. So yeah, mom. I would like, like play some of his. Play oh, some that's of his true. Other I'm stuff. not being heard. No, okay. play some of his other stuff. Like I'm here. just telling you right now, uh, American jazz keyboardist, and he's been around since 1939. Mm-hmm. So that's when and, he was born. Well, he definitely didn't uh, uh, invent hip hop. I didn't say you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't say you invented him. All right, check this out. All right, Sean, and I want your fucking, when I'm listening to this shit and I'm listening to keyboards and I'm thinking about Sean and how you think like all the new music's bullshit and you want to trip out and you're listening to your fucking whatever, I think like, man, Sean should be listening. Where is he? All right, how about this? How about this? What do you think of that, Sean? Smooth. All right, what about this? Come on. Okay, how about this? For sure. That's some 80s fuck scene going on. Yeah! Yeah. What about this? Savage. I'd I'd take that right. I'd put that in 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 a track. Like, ask can you make samples out of this? Easy. Oh, yeah, totally. What about this one? Oh, that's actually. Wait, didn't I'll we just right play? Hold, hold, hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. That is on a song. Didn't we just listen to that, bro? First listen of all, to that. That's, listen to that, dude. That's the Wu Tang sample. They use that shit. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't saying he invented hip hop, but he was there at the creation. Eric B. Rakim. Let me see if I can read from some of his hip hop shit. His influence in hip hop. Check this out. James' music, especially his early albums, has been sampled often with his songs Nautilus and Take Me to the Mall. Oh, I got to play that. Let me play this song to you, and then you guys tell me if you think you've heard this in a hip-hop song. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, dude, I'm sure that that guy has some stuff. All right, check this out. What about this? Have you heard this before? And begin. Yeah, of course, bro. That's Peter Piper. That's Bob James, motherfucker. 
Run DMC's <laughs> licks come from Bob James, this fucking <laughs> old grizzled white dude on the keyboards. That's crazy. All right, that's all I got to say about that. You guys want to take the show somewhere else? Go ahead. But I'm just telling you straight up, that's that. that Eric B. A... Rakim, let the rhythm hit him. Run DMC's beat to Ghostface Killer. The guy didn't right. invent hip hop. Okay. <laughs> Let's get that straight. DJ guys. Jazzy Jeff. Oh, shit. And the uh, Fresh Prince. Jazzy's group. Jeru the Damaja. Jeru the Damager. Whatever. Damaja. Damaja? The Damaja. Show some respect to fucking. The Damaja. Freddie Gibbs. Now, I was just telling Sean the other day that, that I remember that being one of the first real hip hop albums I ever heard. Was what, his Freddie album. Gibbs? Nah, Jeru the Damager. <laughs> Sun Rises in the East. Mm. And Beastie that shit, Boys. That was like 94. Beastie Boys, Hold yeah. It Now, Hit It. Uh, LL Cool J's Rock the Bells. All of those yep. are Bob James samples. Wow. All right. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to it. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. He's the bedrock of hip hop. All, hey. all I'll tell you is this, bro. All those little pieces, are those are good. But if you really want to get weird, which I do. Get the taxi song. Pick up a bag of organic blueberries frozen. <laughs> and, bro, I was listening to it, and the taxi song doesn't even get good until it's like two-thirds in. All of a sudden, I'm listening to the guitar solo, and then I'm like, I'm like by myself. Not a single person around me. I try to tell my wife, I'm like, babe, I'm in some weird Bob James land. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to me, but I don't want to come back now. I'm like, I've, and then I realize I'm adult contemporary. I've become adult contemporary. That's how old I am. And then I, I wish that you were on a fucking speakerphone, Sean, so that I could wake your ass up instead of fucking sitting there avoiding pizza at night or whatever the fuck you do and say, listen to this. You're the only music nut that I know that can feel this. We should be talking about this. And But you're not there. You're over there trying to sleep with a kid kicking you in the head. I fucking drives me crazy. And then I sit there and I go, I'll bring it up on the show. But then I know Steve's going to be like, what the fuck is this bullshit? He did not invent hip hop and Schwartz is going to give me shit. Yep. So that's where I'm at. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank right. you. Great breakdown. All right. <clears throat> where do you want to so, go? Sean, Sean, where do you... Let's ask yeah, Old Blue Eyes. Sean, where do you want to kick it off at? Yeah, where come on. It's your at? show, buddy. Um, Let's talk about... uh, Let's talk about some gangster shit. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Kanye. Let's talk about Kanye. Wait, 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 wait. You just said let's talk about gangster shit. Then you yeah. said Kanye. Is he yeah. gangster? No. No, I, I pulled a, you know, a 180. No, seriously. Let, let's cut the shit, yeah. old blue eyes. Yeah. You and I talk about the show sometimes. Yeah. What do you really want to talk about? What do you really want to know from Steve that you've been afraid yeah. to ask all this time? Really ask it, motherfucker. Let's see. Like, Come on. If I was in a gang, <laughs> and the gang, how would I set up a, a drug a drug ring? Yeah, Steve, how do you set up a drug ring? Oh, well, you go get the drugs and you get a oh, ring you and you put them together, you got yeah. a drug ring. Oh, I got a... <laughs> um, what the fuck kind of question is that? That's not the I question. I make some money. No, I'm yeah, like, if I, if I was in a gang uh -huh. and I got a bunch of kids with me and they're all, we're all part of the gang, <laughs> okay. how, would we, how would we be industrious folk Okay. and uh, start slinging drugs on our block? Dude, you first... You would... Uh, Chumahan, do you want to answer? No, you, you go ahead. Answer? You okay. answer. I'm sorry. You go run ahead. any drug operations? <laughs> I don't know about them. No, no. That's um, what happens when you ask me what to talk about. Hey, uh, <laughs> so I think first off, you've got to figure out um, where it is you're going to be selling the drugs. Right? Right. right? you got to make sure that that area is going to be popping. It's going to work. You have right. enough traffic, you have enough clientele, are you centrally located? Is there a need for a particular drug? Are you going to set up your own shop? Or are you going to take over somebody's trap spot? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you going to do, right? Are you going to own this intersection, this trap? Or are you going to take over one that's already popular and you're going to put mm. your product and your men in, your people, whatever it is? So I think those are some of the questions you want to ask yourself first. Then, of course... You're probably going to be dealing with an illicit drug that's being smuggled here. And the place to buy is probably going to be, good chance, Mexico. So you're going to need a hookup with a legit plug from Sinaloa or Michoacan. You know, you're going to have to find the right hey, connection. Man, man. Right? How do you even get a plug? Well, he said that he was part of a, part of a gang or group. Right, of, right. right. Let's say, say a neighborhood. So, right, your neighbor. So, somebody, hopefully, in your hood, 
Knows He's that. got some blood ties. And here and there, I got a cousin, nephew who's over in San Diego, and he goes up and lives over there. Boom. So you get yourself. So you then you so you get the plug. You got to get the right price. You got to get your ends. You got to figure out a way to get it from that area up to you. Um, wait, wait, wait. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. From that area up that to area, you. That area, which is probably close to the border. You're probably going to have to go get it out. That's a real fucking nut buster. It ain't easy to get it from that area up to you. And see, here's the thing. You could probably buy it wholesale in Los Angeles. At. And we're just going to pretend you're buying some kind of illicit drug by it. You probably get the chunk of what you're looking for. It might cost you 15000 Right. Buy it right here in L.A. Gotta meet you right over here at the 7-Eleven. Right. Exchange a couple bags. But you're not trying to maybe do that. Maybe you need uh, a little more, um, uh, what is it, a uh, uh, profit margin, a little more margin. So you're like, I'm going to go down, not to the source, but I'm going to go down to, to get it before it goes into wholesale hands, right? Right. So you go down there, you probably grab it for like 13 grand if you, t- you know, Maybe thirteen grand. So if you take the cost on yourself of transport from the from San Diego up, yeah, yeah, you're going to save yourself a few thousand just by doing that. Yeah, but bro, I'm reading that book on El Chavo, and it ain't like you can just go down to San Diego to the guys that have like a full warehouse full of shit and be like, hey, uh, there are some guys like that too. I wanna I wanna cut the price down. So can you guys let me in? Because they 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 need to know you ain't. A narc, they don't know if you're running a tight ship. They don't know what's going to happen to you. Here's a whole... Dude, this El Chapo, he was putting tunnels, right? And moving huge amounts of fucking cocaine, marijuana, heroin underneath in Tijuana. And and they had special routes. But when you got guys that can do what Steve's saying where, you know, you're going to go and buy it before it gets to the wholesale level... Mm -hmm. You gotta be dialed into those dudes. They don't. They don't just <clears throat> do deals with guys like that. Let me. You know what I am. Yeah. You know what I can tell you also about that. Keep this in mind. Think about this. All right. This is. Uh, and I'm telling you that this was going on in 2007, and it was still pretty much the same in about 2014. There's two big metropolitan cities. I'll even go out there and say it. New York and Chicago. What? So, right. I, I, per, I know of personally, man, a couple spots in New York, in Harlem, and a spot in Chicago. These places were, they look like a business. Like a business. Like Certain a kind of storefront? I'm not, yeah, but I'm not going to tell you guys what At any point in time, at any hour of the day, basically, you could go in here, and all you need to know is the is just the, the name, the, the right name to be referred, and you could go in and at any point in time, bro, you could get up to a hundred birds. Going on, this guy had them by thousands, thousands, two different people. So at any time you could go in there. If you wanted two or three, that have them right there mm. in the shop. You wanted underwear, whatever you needed, they had it. There was a couple people sitting on that much inventory, man. And those stories were intersecting through different people I read about, different people I knew. Think about that, dude. Like that's how that's how some of these operations ran. I'm not even talking about Los Angeles. I'm talking right. about you know, little fucking little look like a little bakery or a little liquor store. Mm-hmm. But you could go in there and at any point in time if you needed twenty birds, thirty birds. We're talking about kilos of cocaine, bro. Or, they were saying that uh, El Ch- one of El Ch- when they they discovered El Chapo's fucking tunnels, right, and that got shut down. Mm-hmm. They were saying that one of the ways that he came up was with was with uh, canned chilies. El Chapo would put cocaine, pure cocaine, like a kilo, in these big fucking cans of chilies with the chili oil and a little bit of sand and it would cover up the smell and it would feel like it was just full of chilies and at first he tried the jalapeno it was the jalapeno cans yes the big right. ones yes the, 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 
No, oh, they, they were, were in there. They were, they were canning it. And and he was at first El Chapo was just gonna set up his own business, but the FDA and all this shit, so much fuck regulation that he just went in and partnered with somebody who was doing it. Right. And he was pumping in huge amounts. And they said that they would truck, like a trailer, tractor trailer. I drive the tractor. He would it would be full of these fucking jalapeno, giant jalapeno cans, right? Mm-hmm. And they said at the top, on the side, and whatever, it would be chilies. But if you just went a couple deep, if you opened it up, you would see fucking cocaine inside these fucking chili cans. And he said at one time there was some kind of mistake, and somebody went, and he, they said it was Chicago, and went in and they bought one of the chili cans, and they brought it home, and it was full of cocaine, yeah. and the guy selling it didn't know it. So they went in and just bought this fucking grocery store. Here's a whole fucking thing of chili cans. It like oh, came shit. up like motherfuckers. Holy shit. Yeah. So that was one of the ways he was doing it. And another wow. way. Wow. Yeah, Think about that's that. crazy. Another way that they would do it too is rail. Part of the problem is is that when you're trying to bring the cocaine in or the drugs in, at least from this, from what this guy's saying about how El Chapo ran his organization is, if you're doing it, there's so many places that you have to unload, stop, reload, get checked, blah blah blah. If you're doing it like on a on a on a on a truck. Right, coming through. And in fact, one of the reasons why El Chapo was able to undercut a lot of people is because when he started putting the underground tunnels underneath the border, people were still breaking up all the drugs into small cars and all this other shit, and it took a long time. He could do in one week what the normal guy would take him a month to do. That's why he was able to muscle in on everyone's territory. But he would then, they figured out, on the rail... And this is why NAFTA was important. NAFTA eased restrictions between Mexico and the United States, which enabled it to be a lot easier to transport drugs all of a sudden. And one of the things that Chapo did once the Chile gig was up is then they would do these tankers from Cal- from Mexico, right? And they would put false bottoms on these tankers and they would sit there and just pack them full of hell and like a cocaine and, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then at the very top there'd be this false top full of like vegetable oil mm-hmm. um, no, then nobody was checking and then it would cross over and they would go into a shipyard and they'd go in a warehouse up in San Diego and they'd fucking knock it all out and fucking you'd have like 18 tons of fucking cocaine just sitting there at some place eventually getting dispersed out from there that's insane that's the kind of no business doubt. that guy was doing. So, but yeah, so, you know, you want to set it up. Steve's basically telling you you need a plug and you need to know your price and where you're going to be at. Mm. You know what, man? So, so speaking on that, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. And we kind of tippy-toed around this conversation. That is that. <sighs> These drug dealers, bro, it don't matter what decade or mm. whatever you're in there's always some big drug dealer maybe he's in the <laughs> beginning of his run maybe he's in the middle of his run maybe he's at the end of it right and there's some president american president or vice president that's hot on his ass and out to like right yeah but they're gonna plug some other new guy that's supposed to be the new guy down there and and this and it's like me and Chumano got to talking this morning we we're like we think that Essentially, the U.S. is behind it all, and that you mean these the are government? all puppets. These are all puppets we're using. We may be the dope dealers, and we're just using them. You think about that, and we need Mexico. Maybe we own. Maybe Mexico is ours for sure. It's just we keep this label on it and we keep this fake thing with the board because we have to have somebody to blame. We have to have the stuff coming from somewhere. We're really orchestrating it all being refined and cut and brought here. But we need these borders so that we have somebody to go after, somebody to blame it on. Somebody to... And then we control how it comes in. And we're the number one fucking country that consumes drugs, not by mistake, but on purpose. You know? For and sure. you see it throughout our music. You see it throughout our motion pictures. It's a commercial plane itself. Think about that, man. And and those dudes, man. And and that goes back to what I'm saying is, 
at Chapo and this guy and that guy. These guys, the Ariano brothers, these guys are all different guys that they let get so far, right? With yeah. their leash so yeah. high. And while they're letting them get there, these guys are starting their own police forces, doing crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier shit. And so finally they're like, he's gone completely mad. Right. He's like the fucking, when they send him in, in, in Apocalypse Now, when they go after fucking Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah. Right? Colonel uh, Kurtz. Kurtz. Yeah. He's lost his mind. Now we got to fucking get rid of him. Right. And the way, and they can assassinate him. They can throw him in prison. They can have the next guy coming up, knock him off, so we're hands off. Right. However you want to be done. And these are just puppets. And all of them play themselves. And I think it's us that's just replacing these guys. I really think it's that crude, that rude, and you don't know where to begin to look because this whole thing is set up for you not to know. It's really just, we're doing it. It's all our game. We're running the game. Well, I'll say this. I think we're running the game in the Americas, right? Okay. North okay. and South. Okay. Uh, China's running theirs. Russia's mm. running theirs. Europe is running its. I, I don't think... I think that... <clears throat> for sure, Mexico is an unofficial location for us to do stuff, and you can't look into it. I gotta stop right there, because I don't want to forget this, Juman, yeah. right now. And you're saying it. When you say China... Right? And you're talking about the shit that's going on with China. Right. And there's some people that subscribe to, like, China sent the fucking COVID over here. And all this different, like, a million different things. Brother, the amount of fentanyl that's coming in and killing kids. You know a lot of this fentanyl is coming from China. Right. You do know that, right? Through Mexico, though, yeah. It is, but it's coming from China, bro. No, 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 for sure. And I'm, like, starting to wonder now is, like, is... Is that some more like? Is that some other shit they're trying on us? Like they're like, ooh, we're not. And if they isn't are, that it's tippy- working. But if they are, isn't that also fucking stepping on some toes of the people that are dealing the heroin? Oh, for sure. And big pharma with their fucking oxies. Isn't it getting in the way of their business? Because these laws that they're coming out for oxycodone, which I think they should have, these laws are fucking like. I heard you're fucking doing life in life if you get caught with over an ounce of fentanyl. You first of all, I, th- that dovetails right in. What? Make an example out of anybody that they would catch with that. I don't know. Up. I'm just saying, like ch- these drugs, fentanyl came f- out of nowhere, and now it's being pumped into this country cheap by China by a lot of Chinese. Well, first of all, it can't get pumped into the United States. I don't think without the United States turning a blind eye to it. Okay. I really don't think that. Okay. Especially from China. Mm. That's a long way away. Mm. I would also say that I don't I think that putting people in jail for life for drug offenses that are nonviolent mm-hmm. is all about the industrial prison complex that we talked about. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. More bodies in there, more tax dollars, all Bro. these fat fucks. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna say that. Uh, I don't fully understand the economic drug game, really. Okay, mm. I really don't. How could you? I don't understand. How could how, anybody? I don't understand how it works in the sense of all of a sudden we're already starting to hear that that Merck has a COVID nineteen pill that just came out in the news, and that the X whatever FDA got yeah who. V- the ex-FDA guy or whatever has said that this COVID-19 pill is the end of the end of the pandemic. And it's been said that um, once we get through this Delta strain, in the United States at least, this thing's going to be over, according to Merck and according to the pill that they've got. Who's Merck, by the way? One of the yeah, drug companies. Yeah, it's okay. a drug okay. manufacturer. Okay. It's right. one of the big ones. Huge. All right. So... I'm almost wondering, so in my mind, I'm starting to think like, okay, well, fuck. I mean, we've had this shutdown, and this shutdown goes all the way to China. Like, China's re-shutting down. Everybody's shutting down, right? And now, all of a sudden, we've got these RR uh, scientists and pharmaceuticals are coming up with the cure, and it might not even, it might just be for us. 
the Americans at first. They have a, a head start on the whole fucking thing. Wow. So at that point, I'm thinking to myself, fuck. So we're fentanyl, we're Oxycontin, where all of these things come together, um, it's Pfizer. It's Pfizer who has the pill. Merck and Pfizer wow, say they've Pfizer. reached... They've reached the COVID-19 pill. So if that's the case, then I'm sitting there thinking like, I don't know if I really understand this pharmaceutical drug game. I don't know if I really understand how it operates at a national security level. When you've got a worldwide pandemic, people are dying. Germany's having another outbreak. China just locked like 20-something thousand people at their Chinese Disneyland. And made everyone take tests, and they're trying to stamp it out. And then all of a sudden, we produce a drug. It's not even a shot. It's a drug. It's a pill. And then we're able to carry on as if we're just fine. I'm starting to wonder what the the long-term game and the national security ramifications of that are. And then, like, I'm starting to wonder, like, man, maybe there really was some kind of weird outbreak in Wuhan that... You know, there's definitely an American company. I can't remember what it was called, but it was there doing co-research with Chinese folks there on these bats and their and their viruses. It somehow got out. They say it wasn't made, and I believe that, but they also say that somehow proper procedures weren't followed. And if you want Why do you believe that, Chumahan? That it wasn't made? Yeah, why do you say, oh, I don't believe that? Because the reason why I say that is, first of all, uh, is because multiple scientists around the world say that when you create a virus or when you mess with genetics and you use the process to cut genetics and insert things, it leaves markers. And the marker that would have been left by the virus would have been visible to everybody. And there would have been somebody who said, if you look at these alleles and these DNA strands, you can see where an artificial cut and an insert was made. Somebody would have been able to point that out by now. But that doesn't mean that the, the virus that was discovered wasn't either mishandled on purpose or unintentionally so that it spread. But I've got to think that if you wanted to have an accident happen with viruses, I couldn't think of a better place to do it than China. Because they, they're notorious for not following protocols properly. They're not they're, set up. And so we've got... bootleggers and they do all that shit. So we've got Americans, over, scientists over there working in conjunction with China. And then all of a sudden this virus breaks out. And now Pfizer and Merck, they've got a pill. They've got a pill. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is that? That's so bizarre to me. It just seems strange. And then I'm thinking, like... You know, I read about the American-Mexican cooperation regarding the drug game, and I'm thinking about how the American pharmaceutical companies have pretty much been the same big five since the Civil War. They're privately owned. They're not publicly owned. I'm thinking about the national security interests involved in all that, and I'm thinking about the amount of money that Pfizer's going to make when they can sell this COVID-19 drug around the world. I'm also thinking about how Trump fucked up the response. I'm also thinking about how um, we continue to do this meat processing. Remember that? Do you remember how, like, everything got shut down except meat plants? <gasps> you know what I'm thinking about? Do you remember that? Yes. I'm thinking, right? Since you say that, something just dawned on me, Chumahan. What? In the midst of you saying all that, if I were going to control the world. Right. With some guys, and we were sitting around clamming our fingers. Right. Right? Clamming. 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 <laughs> clamming fingers. We're just clamming. We're about to some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. I would think, what is the most valuable thing? And we know the most valuable thing is not money. Right. It's life, right? Right. Which you could term health. Right. Right? right. Which, then again, you can't sell somebody life but you could sell them medicine, the next best thing. Right. Or what might keep you alive longer or might keep you comfortable through shit that you couldn't otherwise take without medicine, right? Right. I would think, okay, it's either that or food. The two most valuable things when you strip away everything, right? 
It's food and fucking medicine. So when people are like, oh, arms dealers are running the country, oil, it's the biggest medicine. I do think it's fucking medicine, man. I think medicine sits at like, the, I think they are the biggest motherfucking, I think they are making all the money off of medicine. I think, think it's about, controlling the shit. Think it's about like mob shit. The big fun of it. Think about how, <laughs> think about how much of a profit there is in these powders. You have no way to fucking. No one has any idea. No, but it's kind of like that in the. I heard that the the phone service. Yeah. Is virtually. Yeah. It's free. The phone service we can never run out of it. It's virtually nothing. Right. What they're charging you for. There's no way to. And they came up with some. Right. 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 It's kind of like that. You have no way to look at it, gauge it, and how is that? There's no transparency. Nothing. at all. Absolutely. That shit right. could be free. I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent clear on that. That is, I mean, certainly they were handing out those phones at a certain point in time, almost for nothing until right. everybody got one, and then it was right. like, oh, you gotta start paying it off now. Yeah. And I, so for these powders, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. much does it cost to make re- the synthetic opium? We don't really know. Back up a second, bro. I'm telling you, I had hepatitis. Uh, hep, what is it? Hep C. I had it when I went up to fucking San Francisco. Right. It wasn't giving me trouble. But I had it. Tested for it. They fucking gave me a pill that I took every day for six weeks. Yeah. It got rid of it. Right. Completely gone now. Right. That pill, that fucking prescription was like some crazy amount of money, like $120 for a pill. Right. So think about that. You're talking about these things. What are the prices of these pills, bro? And how are the prices set? Yeah, and like, because because how can it be? Because we've heard stories about like that same pill in in like you know France is only ten bucks, and we, and how do you account? Like, what does that mean? And you know what's crazy is for a guy like you or for like most normal people, that pill is going to be paid for out of tax dollars. The, 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 I got it because I had no money. Right, right. So, so they're like, don't worry. So of course, and that's what the doctor said. He goes, boy, you're lucky. These pills are one hundred and twenty dollars a pill. And I'm le- look going, you mean the prescription? He goes, these are 100. And I'm thinking to myself, that motherfuckers. There's got to be a million people with hep C on, in the United States. Easily. At least, oh. right? Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Bam, in about two seconds, you got 180, right? Think about these numbers, dude. Right. How and much? Some of this shit might not even work, but they've sold you on that at will. But the thing is, is that it's paid for out of taxes, so, right. like, think about that. Uh, they can put any price they want because it's getting picked up. And not only that, but that means that taxes. So, so the money you make from work, you work, okay? Yeah. All I right. Work. Then I you work for a fucking living. Yeah. And you work for a fucking living. I work for a fucking living. I work for a fucking living. Go right? on. Lazy around. motherfuckers out there. Don't yeah. Just do fucking sitting there. I'm fucking paying my fucking taxes. Right. I fucking work. Adult children living in a goddamn God. basement. All right. Fucking A. All right. So, so. What's my name? <laughs> oh, my name. tell you my name. Oh, my name. Okay, I'm confused. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I never went to fucking school. Right. I'm sorry for yelling. Uh, I'm not going to raise my voice. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, so the issue is, um, okay, so you work. Then you get taxed. Right? Okay, so you get taxed, and you pay these taxes. And when you go and buy your cigarettes, right. oh, there's a sale tax on that, motherfucker. It's particularly it's high one. with tobacco, yeah. too. Hey, yeah. Gas. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh. Okay. So you, those are the taxes that are going in to the pharmaceutical company's pocket. Yeah. Think about that. How does that fucking work? That's fucked up. How does that fucking work? That's fucked up. Dude, I was just reading. I buy a box of cereal, and the tax I pay on it is going into the pharmaceuticals' pockets. 
For sure. For a pill that we don't really know. That exactly. has a pill to cure you from the shit you're going to get from eating that cereal. Right. Exactly. Well, you know what? So that's what I'm saying when I don't fully understand the, the drug game and the economics of it. But you still, I still don't understand what part you're getting at by saying that. Because I'm saying that there's this international battle of drug companies, too. You know, you had Rush out there with their Sputnik 2 and it didn't work and people died or whatever, bu- bubbles in their throat. Mm-hmm. So you got these other companies that are trying to, you know, there's German companies, there's Chinese companies, and they're trying to put their pharmaceutical shit out there. Then we've got this system set up where um, you can have a pharmaceutical here in the United States have a solution to a pandemic and or be able to give out illegal drugs because they're a pharmaceutical and it's going through a certain route yet we also have a dea that seems like it's charged with stopping the flow of drugs in but clearly they're looking the other way and letting drugs come in Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm saying like i don't fully understand when they when they started the war on drugs bro okay fucking nixon all right, criminal motherfucking alcoholic, yeah. drop down, drag out scumbag of a president, drunkard Nixon. Nixon. Right, started the war on drugs. The first thing that he did to send an, an, a message to the cartels mm. was to do a stop and inspection of every car coming from Mexico into California. Because mm. at that time, that was the way shit was coming in. Oh, bro, think about everybody that was getting in before that. A stopping oh. of every car. When they stopped every car, it backed everyone the way the fuck up. Right. And they got a in the cartel started to get a message like, OK, well, we're, we're they're getting kind of serious about it. They want to figure out what they're going to do. Then they went to the DEA and the DEA is charged with trying to stop this shit. Right. But the DEA is like totally underfunded. Like they don't have any money. So you got a couple of fucking beer drinking idiots down there trying to figure out like what the fuck's going on. At the same time, you've got the CIA trying to keep communists from taking over South America. At the same time. Like what is that? Yeah, like. It's not coordinated. Right, right. (laughs) And then when communism falls, right, it's no longer a threat. Then the military starts supplying the DEA with military style training and weapons and the military industrial complex starts then tackling the war on drugs as a national security issue and that's when the dea starts getting real beefy real beefy beefy cheese motherfuckers and now they've got drones (laughs) they got drones i got all that shit and yet still somehow Mm -hmm. the mexican government is still able to produce record amounts of heroin cocaine, marijuana to be shipped into the United States on rail, freight, and airplane. Money. Think about that. Like, what, what's going on? America has to be running it, bro. How? Let me, let, me, let me just say this. Let me just say this, Juman. Go ahead. All these deals you're talking about, right? Yeah. Who ends up flipping the coin and ending up with the head every time? Yeah. <laughs> How do you Talk. win... It, all these things we're talking about, how do we come up like the sun every time? Like, we don't have losses under our belt. Right. Oh, we got got. Oh, we got got. We, we don't. How is it that all these motherfucking things, we end up coming up winning on every one of them? Right. Oh, we took that. Now we run that. We run that. We're going Dude, to you know what I was everything. thinking about? And when we're done. Think about, think about Disneyland, bro. Like, I was thinking about Disneyland the other day, right? I was just walking around Disneyland. I go, we got a Disneyland in China. We got Disneyland in fucking Japan. We got Disneyland in motherfucking France. And I'm like, to my wife, I turned to my wife and I go, how hard do you think it is for the CIA to sneak some fucking spy shit in in Pinocchio's ass? Yeah. Easy. Think about that. Think about it. Serious. And and (laughs) run like little weird things that are going on. And why do they have that? Why do we let them even have that shit? Why would China allow Disneyland in their fucking country? They know we're going to be spying the shit out of their little fucking fucking Chinese cornhole. We know we got a little camera and a little red riding hood. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, like what is that? Why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really, I I think that. Schwartz. I think that. um, 
Yeah, it's a real risky move for China to allow Western culture something as large as Disneyland into their country. I still think that they they have their people in line. So, man, I still think that they have people in line. It's a risky move. <laughs> I think it's a really risky man. Man, dude. Well, I, I tell you, it's 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 definitely uh, it's getting out of hand, man. And I'm just saying, man. Well, these dudes have a uh, a hand in this shit. By the way, dude, uh, they finally voted for the Biden's infrastructure fucking thing. And what's that mean? Well, let's find the fuck out. Uh, let's see. It means that a lot of tax money is going to start getting paid to motherfuckers all over the place. <clears throat> and don't let this conversation end, you guys. Listeners, listen. Schumacher is going to break down the latest with the possibilities of Donald Trump going to prison. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We can definitely talk about We can talk about how Rudy Giuliani just mm. admitted in his deposition under oath mm. that when he was going around telling everybody, like, hey, this is fucking stop the steal. Oh, I've got it on good sources, and I'm going to be a hero when this is over, uh-huh. when I reveal that all these voting fraud, blah, 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 uh-huh. they had him on a deposition. He admitted that he didn't see any reports. He didn't read any reports, and he never spoke to any of the sources. <laughs> he was going around shouting, shooting his mouth off like the drunk daddy. He's a real drunk, Dude, by the way. you got to so give it to you, him that he so, admitted that. No, yeah, I don't no, got to uh, give him uh, shit. No, 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 that, no, no. What I'm saying is like, how, but why isn't he held accountable, bro? Well, I think like, he will be. But, but like, I I remember this motherfucker talking. Right. Like he had the evidence in his back pocket, right? Yep. Right. But see, motherfuckers like him aren't held accountable. He just apologizes and she's forgotten about. But yet you guys vote this guy. This guy was a mayor of something, and that's <laughs> what he does. Like nobody steps back and goes, "Wow." Nobody did that with Donald Trump. This motherfucker's bankruptcies. He's he's hired illegal aliens his whole fucking career to build his fucking hotels. Right. It's all bullshit. Dude, they have tapes oh. of him talking about grabbing bitches as a pussy. But this is your president. Right. If I did that shit, I'd be in jail. Right. So nobody, like... Steps out and dude, is like, right. we just you're saw, all fucking stupid, man. Yeah, yeah we hey. just saw a black dude, right? Might have been crazy, might have been homeless, might have been both. Might have been smart. Standing in the middle yeah. of the road, telling motherfuckers to fuck off, and the cops went and hassled his ass. Right? Like, the cops were like, hey, what are you doing? Get back off of this Get right. on the sidewalk. Who's doing that to fucking that fucking pink idiot? That was Nobody. Not See, a man. single motherfucker. Get that shit. And by the way, dude. Oh, it's maddening, bro. Maddening. It's, maddening. it's insanity. It hey, I love hearing like these chicks defend oh. Donald Trump. Okay, I hate. Yeah. I have can't... you have you like seen these chicks that yeah. defend him? Yeah. Oh, oh God, he's just bro. a boy. They just talk. Oh, like oh, oh, oh. You know but what that like... means to me? That means their dad is a big fat asshole, yep, just like so. Trump, and they're defending their dad. And yeah. their dad was probably touching them and their girlfriends too. Probably. Right, probably. Yeah. 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 Going on those sure. like daddy dates. You know yeah. that weird so evangelical daddy yeah, shit. Evangelical Dude, I bullshit. hate that. Yeah, Those people are so fucking. Hip. They're super weirdo. Did I ever tell you guys about the born again Christian that I had for a boss at the insurance company? No. He was my first boss. Dude, <laughs> this guy. He was your turns, first boss. He was my at at the insurance company. Oh. My first like direct manager when I came. To you the better company. explain yourself good so that the uh, people that are listening don't take offense Dude, to it. Dude, let let me tell you about this guy. It turned Clearly. out at the end when he got fired, he was actually living in Florida, mm-hmm. and he would just fly <laughs> Say no in more. occasionally to Santa Clarita. But forget about this. So, anyways, he, he through like the interview process, something I said that my you know my father in law is a film editor. And uh, turns out he's got, like, he wants to give me this fucking script to pass to my father-in-law. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he drives out one day, meets me off of, like, Moraga and, and the 405. Okay. At, a, like, a public Gives restroom? me this thing, and he starts telling me about it, right? And literally, it's kind of like Ray Donovan, but with the, um, like, the, the sexual assault part of it. Yeah, and he's telling me about this, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is this guy's fucking story." Yeah, his life story. Anyways, my mom. No, no, no. The the craziest shit about him with his born again stuff. My mom's in the <laughs> hospital getting her liver transplant. This guy calls me, 
and wants to find out how she's doing and he said can i pray for you and i'm like uh sure and he meant right that second yeah and he started fucking speaking in tongues and saying fucking oh in the in the bad liver get out of your mother and he kept on doing this shit over and over again freaking out bro to the part that to does this for like 10 minutes Fucking, yeah. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, and he starts crying because he's getting so excited, and then ends up hanging the phone. But he li- hanging the phone up. But he literally was talking in weird in tongues. tongues. Like you've seen those born again Christians do that shit. <laughs> Anyways, man, <laughs> it's kind of what was felt afterwards. This evangelical boss calls me on the fucking phone And he wants to pray about my mother's liver transplant And I said, sure, man And then he started praying right there, man And I was like, what the fuck? He said something like this Anyway, that story petered out towards the end Even though we had almost solved the world's problems Yeah Well, listen (laughs) (laughs) We're jumping all around We just hit a new high note Yeah, yeah, we... (laughs) We were fucking bouncing all around on that one, bro. Sean, so you all right, Sean? Sean, <laughs> Sean, can you please just come? That was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, you gotta admit, Sean. Uh, you gotta admit, Schwartz. That part, that that story was not hitting a climax at yeah. all. Like, we kept on waiting for you. To say yeah. it. Uh, he's like, yeah, I get it. I don't, I don't. No, man. It, yeah, I, I had to thank Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, you had to been there. Yeah, definitely had to have been there. <laughs> When you see Big Steve start putting his headphone wire on the doorknob and making like loops and shit on it, that's when that's the sign that the story's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, hey, why don't you try the new uh, outro? Was don't we have a new outro? Yeah, we could. Why don't hold we on, get hold on. Let me, uh, Is this uh, with Steve? Would this be big, big Lux? Is would this be the right time for? Uh, well, that was what. Are we taping this against? Or we're putting this with something else, obviously. Well, hasn't it, it been an hour? How long's it been, Sean? Fifty-three. Fifty-three. Yeah. I mean, Mister and Mrs. Earbuds can't get. It. By the way, oh, you know what? I want to get some. You know what? When oh. this show publishes, I want to get some fucking. I want to get some fucking uh, feedback on you guys. What do you mean? The feedback on uh, this whole fucking drug game we're playing, you know, with the world in America. Right. Who's behind it? Right. Is it really the United States? Are we really just not only the biggest consumers, but the biggest dealers? For sure. Mm-hmm. Global markets run by us. You know? Chess All right. I want to try man. this out. I want to mm-hmm. try this out real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. I want to try this out real quick. So I got a guy. Riz One, I think is how you say R Y Z Space One. Okay. And he sent me about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, over 15 different episodes that he says he listens to on a regular basis because they meant a lot to him. Okay. Okay. One of the episodes is, um, it's called Paths, and it's from episode nine or at 179. Mm hmm. All right, and so what I wanted to do was um, see if we couldn't figure out like what it was that he liked about this, and it's kind of when you started talking, Big Lux, about um, how you feel about when you know something's good, like when you when you when you're feeling something, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the various past, and it's one of these, you know, um, shows where we're like kind of giving some, I think, almost like. Life advice? Kletcha. Yeah, some kletcha. That's exactly right. And let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find where this is at. Because I kind of want to give this guy a shout out. And I kind of want to get your guys' feeling about it. 
if you can find that. Let me see if I can find mm. it. You know what, Sean, is funny, dog, is when was the last time we listened to our first show, our second show? Bro, I just yeah, went I through. People talk on our couch and then leaves. Right. <laughs> Doesn't do any actual work. This is caught from <laughs> so Hard Luck Secrets. He's on Twitch, right? Right. He's he the is. one that, what's his name? Okay, Philip Drummond. He says it's 75 minutes in. So what's 75 minutes? That's an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to do math as I go. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, so here we go. Steve, listen mm-hmm. to this and tell me what you think of this. This is us talking. All right. That was. As I, if I say I want to get to. Wait. First, I just want to recognize this. That's one of Steve's pauses. You know what I mean? When you know when Steve, there's a way that Steve talks, and you're listening, like you got like white knuckle waiting to hear, and then he hits that pause. Nobody talks during a Steve pause. Absolutely, and it's compelling, right? Because you don't know like where is it going. So this is like what you do, dude, bro. All right, from A to B. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I think it's gonna be what I remember this. Do you remember Mine this? Too. He had like he had he had like props. Right. Oh, he always uses the lighter. Right. right? He's lighter. like, I'm standing here and you're standing there. All right. Well, listen. Shh. This straight line. Right. And I'm married to the idea that it's gonna be on this straight line. Right. As soon as life kicks in and it starts to do what it does, if it veers off of my straight line path, yeah. I used to all of a sudden say, it's not going to happen. Right. Because I'm married to the route that it's going to take. Right. When I learn to let go. Right. And as long as I stay on my path, we're going to get there. But I already know 99.9% of the experiences I had, I didn't get there by the path that I thought was. Mm -hmm. I got there by some scribbly path. But I got there. Mm-hmm. I got there by some scribbly path. I love that. The best way I could put it. That was the yeah. fucking perfect way to put it. Right. If I can remember when the steering wheel, just to let go of it, and it'll steer itself. Right. That I'm on my way, and trust that I'm on my way, I just might not get there the route that I thought. Right. I would jump off the ship as soon as it started going left. Right, because it yeah. looked like disaster. What, what, what are you thinking about? I, I see you responding oh. to that. No, man, it- Totally is like we're about a year away from that episode now. So standing back, looking at the Steve then, the Steve now, looking at the Steve then, what thoughts occur to you as you listen to yourself talk about that? It's uh, I stand by what I'm saying. I had look at part of my part of what I've done with my life. I'm not talking about the good stuff, but part of the trouble in my life, part of the problems in my life, part of my addiction that goes hand is part of the narrative that's been going on in my head my whole life. And that narrative, part of that narrative in the way I think was like that. Like, the other shoe's going to drop. I'm going to be found out. Or as soon as the, something would take a veer to a side and wasn't going the way I thought, go, oh, it's not going to it's not gonna work out. It's not. I'm out. And I used to do that. And that was the narrative, you know. And that narrative is not the narrative today. And that narrative always leaded to fucked up shit. Right. And because that's what I saw coming. So that's what happened. And as the narrative has changed in my life, and I I don't even think like that anymore, um, it's kind of what we're saying. So it's like valid today. It was valid this morning. It was valid an hour ago. Like I, I kind of live on that today, but I didn't know that back in the day. I didn't know that I was setting myself up. Just the way I was living, my thought patterns, my belief system, I was unconsciously manifesting fucked up shit in my life. I love that that we have mm-hmm. like a collection of things that we thought, talked about, whatever you want to call it, um, in this show. And another one that I'd like to go to um, that this guy uh, hit us up on, and I think it's really look at does this show? Did this show has this show panned out the way we've thought it was going to pan out? This hard luck specific show? episode or no? The show, the show in the, the hard luck show, like no, no. What did you think this show was going to be in the beginning, Sean? I mean, did, what what's your? Okay. I always felt like you kind of had low expectations or something. No, I didn't. Okay. Mm. Mm. What'd you expect? I uh so I expect to be paid by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you? I mean, yeah, and uh, I thought I thought for the 
in the very beginning, I always thought that it was going to be like, you know, a whole bunch of celebrities coming on and like <laughs> sitting down and doing yeah. interviews and that sort of thing. Um, but I'd never expected the show to become, uh, I think I gave up on that, that idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gave up on the show when? When did you give up on the yeah, show? <laughs> when did you give up on the show exactly? <laughs> You know, I always thought that you know we'd have like Eric Estrada and like you know like DJ Muggs, maybe yeah, DJ Muggs yeah. and like all, all kinds yeah. of you know motherfuckers. Right. Um, <laughs> he wanted to go from zero to Joe Rogan in yeah. like two months. Yeah, I did. He thought I had it like that. Yeah. Nah. Oh, okay. All right. But so, also, the show has become. Uh, I never thought. I never thought for once that we could do a show by ourselves. Right in the beginning. Right. You know that we could just sit down here with no well, no person coming. I'm in so glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. Riz one, one of his favorite. This guy goes back to this multiple times. I hopefully I found it. You said we can't do a show by ourselves. Miles away. It's, hey, it's, well, and, what, and did, 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 did the shop pay for it? The store? No, no, no. Pay for it our own time. No, but but we but they they paid what a lot this? of money for us to figure out what we were gonna eat. Right, right. We probably right. earned about like eighty bucks a day just trying to figure out what were we going to eat. Right. It, how serious was that decision? Oh, it was essential. everything you live for. Oh, it was, you wake <laughs> up to make that decision, dude. You're like, I know what. I, that's your purpose, huh? Right. Yeah. Oh, we this? would, dude. We would have like full on debates. It, you would have thought we were running for president, but we were just yeah. running for lunch. Yeah, and it'd be like. Wait a minute. Is this what about, about Woodworks? What about shawarma? And then, and then yeah, this is about our lunch at Woodworks. And Steve, what's funny is you we don't we're like spontaneously starting to talk about Woodworks. It started out we were talking about Tiny Lister, and somehow we went into Woodworks. And like you're listening to this story, you've been like in serious situations. We're talking about how we fucked off a furniture store. <laughs> And you fucking lose your shit halfway through this thing. You're laughing your ass off. Then it would be like a long analysis on when was the last time we ate shawarma? <laughs> is, are we eating it back to back? Or is that the point? Eat it back to back. You know, the whole thing. It, it was, it was overly to... complicated because we needed to come to con- a consensus. You had nothing else to do. <laughs> Between who, right. was at, who was at work that day, right? Hey, hey, listen, now. now. Right. Now. 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 You had to come to a consensus on lunch. Mm-hmm. We had lunch debates. There was <laughs> committee meetings on lunch, mm. ad hoc tabling of certain mm. issues would, with lunch. There'd be a hat, and then we'd each put our own little <laughs> vote in the hat. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. That's a true story. That's that's a true true. story. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There was a voting process, a secret ballot, <laughs> right? Hanging chads. The people from uh. Texas tried to sue us to stop the election of lunch. Now, let me ask you this. Along with that, how much actual labor work got done <laughs> at that furniture store? None. 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 So, but you, what would happen when somebody would buy something? Then would you have to work? I wouldn't. I... <laughs> Do you see how fast Blue Eyes is like, I wouldn't. Someone would have to come and pick something up. I would put the minimal amount of effort. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Actual like physical labor into getting it into their dude. Car. Sean was a genius at it, bro. You have no but idea. He probably smiling, acting the part, but he ain't doing nothing. Dude, he this motherfucker right here had a pencil behind his ear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move, uh, I, but doing nothing. Oh, dude, yeah. and dude, he would do this whole shtick where they would because what they would try to refresh the floor. So they moved like the bedroom set where the fucking living room set was, right? And Sean knew that meant a whole bunch of fucking work. So Sean would sit there with this pencil behind his ear and be like, okay, so you want to move that to over there? Hmm. And the guy goes, yeah, I just fucking said that. He goes, okay. Mm-hmm. What's going to go there? Hmm. The guy would be like, what do you mean? The fucking kitchen set's going to go there. Hmm. Okay, so let me get this straight. And he, <laughs> Sean would do that. For a good hour. I don't think that's going to fit. Just be talking in circles. Huh? Oh, nothing would fit. Nothing, nothing would fit. We would be hung work. over and, and oh, take naps in the oh. warehouse inside of furniture. Yeah. And they'd be like, and like, dude, like the assistant <laughs> manager. Like, I want this one. But can you get the guy sleeping in there out of there? <laughs> <laughs> I want this couch, but get, I don't want the guy with it. <laughs> dude, the assistant manager went... <laughs> Didn't we started telling you about the dude with the split toe? Oh, wow. The oh, colonel? Yeah. You lost your mind on that. And we almost did an eight ball with that guy. 
Do you remember us telling you that? We go, had he invited us over to his apartment to do some speed. And you're like, oh, yeah, but he's trying to get your pants around your ankles, huh? <laughs> We're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, so Sean. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Hey. Yeah. John. Yeah. Ah, yeah, John. there you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, big shout out well, to Rizwan. Yeah, shout out to Rizwan. Yeah, Thanks man. for bringing those up and being a loyal and committed listener. Is that listener. the same guy we met at the... Yeah. Okay. He came up to the car show and was asking us, and we didn't even know. Hey, man, we better give a shout out to uh, Pico Youth and Family Center for yes. locking all the doors around here. No. Let's give a big <laughs> yeah. old hey. shout out to Pico Youth and Family Center. Hey, sec- security first. Keeping security it safe. First. Right? They locked all the doors and kept them locked. And... Uh, yeah, man, great show. Uh, www.supermaxhardware.com. Check us out. Uh, we got some stuff dropping for a holiday. Right. Cookies, vibes. A shout out to the burner. Uh, hope you're doing better, brother. We wish you a speedy recovery. Uh, and Enzo's Pizzeria. Or, or, yeah, and Pulpo. 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 You guys really took care of us. Those are yeah. the main sponsors of the show. Um, shout out to my kids. And the people and the community of Santa Monica, California. Schwartz, what you got? Oh, give a shout out oh. to the city of Santa Monica, my oh. wife, my moms, the fellas here, and uh, the Pico Youth and Family Center for uh, doing great work and housing us the last uh, several weeks. Oh. Sean at movemental.media for all your audio needs. Website coming soon. Check it out. Uh, hardluckshow.com, hardluckshow.com, hardluckshow.com. Go to the website. Check out. We got a contest coming up. We got a blog post. You're going to find out all what's going on. Get the health update with Lepke. What's going on with Lepke? Is he still around? Is he fucking grinding? What's the story? We got everything about American Indian history, old blue eyes history, what Steve thinks is important, hardluckshow.com, and, of course, Ovana Bone LLP. Um and anyone else? I'm afraid of the boogeyman. Who- <laughs> oh, I think that's about it. Right. Uh, like we do about this time. Hasta la vista. From the Hard Luck Show. Dude, Sean, what ending is that supposed to be? Sounds like the ending of Top Gun. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.